again. I'm Sarah. And I'm Hope. And this is Spooky Spinsters Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to our second episode. Definitely our second episode. Who would have thought we got this far? (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully you listened uh, to last week's episode as well. Yeah, last week I think went pretty well, so... Definitely yeah. tune into that if you haven't heard it already. I would hope you would click the first one out of the only two that are streaming right now. <laughs> but you know, Very if, true. If you go from like the end to the beginning, I guess I understand that. Yeah, and we're totally open to feedback, so you can always email us at spookyspinsters at gmail dot com and, and tell us to be better. That's right. <laughs> Or, or don't. Just compliment us. Yeah. Just be like, oh, you did so good. Don't yeah. even worry about it. Yeah, you can check us out on Instagram and Facebook, too. Or, yes. Uh, yeah, definitely do those. We'll yeah. talk about it at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> okay. Do you want to tell me about your story? I do want to tell you about my story. So, I am going to tell you about the Dunkirk Lighthouse, which is two miles from where we are sitting right now. Well, I'm going to start off with some background information about it. Okay. And there's a lot of history to it, but it's all very relevant. And it's very interesting. Uh, Maybe it's just because um, we live so close that I think it's so interesting. But hopefully everyone will be slightly interested, at least. Have you been to the Dunkirk Lighthouse? No, I've walked past it a million times, drove past it, never been inside. But that's on our next to-do list thing. Well, I've been to the Dunkirk Lighthouse. Oh, you have? Yeah, when I was in history club. Did you get spooked? No, it was during the day. Okay. And our history teacher was more They do ghost tours. We'll go get spooked sometime. Not now, because of COVID, but after. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you about it. All right. Hopefully... Well, if you have any um, tidbits of information that they told you during your tour. (laughs) If I can remember that, I was like six years ago. I know. Well, if you do, let me know. All right. Okay. So it's actually called the Dunkirk Lighthouse and Veterans Park Museum. Hmm. And it's located in Dunkirk, New York, on the shore of Lake Erie. So the first light of the lighthouse was established in 1827 to guide boats to the safety of the Dunkirk Harbor. The lighthouse's light reaches a 27-mile range, which makes it one of the Lake Erie's most prominent lights. Okay, Which nice. is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Never would have thought of it. Yeah. I mean, there's still sometimes where I go down on the beach and I see that the light's on and I'm like, oh, I guess I didn't even, like, think about the fact that it's still functioning. I Like, yes. lighthouses are still a thing and I just never would have considered it. You know, though... That- now that you mention it, I know it's a lighthouse and I know it's still functioning, but I've never looked for the light. Like, I guess I just have never noticed it. Never knew it worked. So it was first established in 1827, but in 1875, a 61-foot stone tower was built to replace the original structure that was damaged and threatened by erosion. So along with the new tower, a Victorian-style keeper's house was built. And that replaced the old original house that was on the property. Okay, cool. Okay. So both of the newer structures contained elements from the originals. The foundation of the new keeper's house was formed with the bricks of the original house. That's cool. It's very cool. That's... But that means it's like passing ghosts along too. Like, you know how there's like a whole thing. If you renovate a house, it disturbs any like spirits that are in it. I... And then imagine, like, if you renovate it, you knock down the building, but then you use pieces of the old. Which is, like, what's containing the history. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes. Sometimes it could just be the grounds, but you know. Yeah, well, yeah. Okay, Loki, like, um, what's the, the one with Sandra Bullock, and I don't know. She was chanting on these, like, burial grounds for, like, and I can't, Ryan Reynolds, Ryan... I think it's Ryan Reynolds. I love Ryan Reynolds. (laughs) Disclaimer, he is very attractive. Deadpool? Oh my god. Well, since we brought up Deadpool, can we just talk about the fact that my old roommate's uncle is a director of Deadpool? Mara? Oh, I was gonna say. Yeah. Oh my. So yeah, I lived with um, director David Leach's niece. That's really cool. Mm Mm-hmm. That's but really cool. she, I literally drove her to the airport for the premiere of the second movie, and she did not invite me to go. It's like, I live with you. That's so, You're so mean. Yeah, that's so unnecessary. <laughs> I would just, I would have just told her, like, can you bring me with you or find yeah. a different ride? Like, like I want to walk the red carpet. 
Wait, wait! Yeah, a the second. premiere premiere in New York City. She got to go to that. Yeah, she's family to the director. She met up with her family there, I don't... and they all went. And I drove her to the airport, and I was not invited, un... even though we weren't really friends. But like, still hurt a little bit. <laughs> I'm bad for you. Sorry about that rant, Dump but I thought it was important because Ryan Reynolds came up and just had to talk come, how about How did it even come up? Why did I bring that up? Sandra, some movie that maybe Sandra Bullock was chanting. Oh, we're talking about grounds being haunted. And she's in a movie that reminded me of that. Wow, oh, that's a turn But we don't way. know what movie or if it was even her. But that's fine. It's like that's two, two weeks. Ooh, this is gonna bother me. Keep going. I'm gonna remember. I'm gonna look this up. That was fake. That was fake. I was just seeing what you'd say. It's called the proposal, and that was like the most obviously fake hiccup. It's like it something like freaking goofy. I couldn't make a goofy voice if I tried. Though. I think you could. No, I think you try it. I don't. Wait, what's he sound like? like yuck! Yuck! <laughs> I did it. Wait, did I sound like Goofy? I did. You're, You're laughing. No. No. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> no. no, it was good though. I really enjoyed the effort. Uh, That's embarrassing. <laughs> so, <laughs> the new keeper's house was formed with the bricks from the original house. So, the old lighthouse tower, which was like a cylinder was moved adjacent to the new keeper's residence. So I'm going to show you the layout of the old property. This is the original layout. Oh, So wow. this was moved to be, like, attached to the house, like this. Yeah, I was going to say. It was moved adjacent to the new keeper's residence. Here, a square tower was built around the old tower. So it's just, like, encasing it pretty much in order to match the style of the Victorian house that was right, built. Right, So they were just trying to be fashionable. But, so that means that the, um, the one standing today is the cylinder, but then it has just a square, like, built around it. Yeah, okay, cool. Which is pretty cool. It is pretty good. Since the, um, lighthouse was established, there has been a lot of, like, notable history from both the War of 1812 and World War II. Okay, that I feel like I did know. Because I know... They probably talked about it. Well, yeah. because it's also... They have a lot of stuff on display. Right, I was going to say... Different wars. Like, ones that aren't even really relevant to the property. Yeah, but there's they, a bunch of different, like, plaques. Plaques. That's what I think about in the war. I really do. <laughs> no, I do, too. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I do, too. I actually just went to a World War II museum oh, with my dad because nice. he works at one. Oh, that's cool. Um, so <laughs> it was cool because we went on a Sunday and they were actually closed, but the executive director came in oh. and like gave us a three-hour tour. So that was the first time I have ever been to a museum and didn't like read the plaques because yeah. he just walked us around and told us stories for three hours. That's... And it was pretty neat. I was going to say, that sounds really interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um... I saw some really disturbing stuff in one of the rooms, though, the Holocaust one. Oh. They brought out one artifact that they're not even, like, the what? board won't allow them to put it on display, like, regularly. Yeah. Do you want to know what it I was? I do want to know. What it was like... a lamp, and the lampshade was made out of human skin. What the I literally, like, gagged when Wait, they brought it out. What? Why do they have that? Ew. It's Ugh. just an artifact. God, they I had, know. Ugh. And, like, I, they didn't even tell me what it was before they went to go grab it. That's awful. It was disgusting because one of the um, concentration camp, like, guards, Did like, that. a big guy, his wife was really into, like, furniture making. And she was a psychopath. And Clearly. she thought that, you know, utilizing the people within the camps, so she'd come in, and if there was, like, someone with, like, a tattoo or something that she liked, she'd, Gosh. yeah. It was, she genuinely and, was a psychopath. Yeah, a psychopath. And then I guess there was also, like, chairs and tables that she made with, like, bones as the legs. Oh, my, who? Yeah, it was really gross. That's but awful. I mean, just imagine like I'm looking at all these awful photos and all of a sudden there's this lamp and it's obvious obvious what it's made out of. Cuz as soon as he walked in I like gagged. I was like, "Oh my mm -hmm. god." Mm -hmm. 
nasty. No. Nasty. That's awful. That is terrible. Whew. I need a sip of wine after that one, and then we can get back into it. Woo. Okay. So, we're going to talk about the War of 1812 for a second. The first shot of the 1812 war was fired near the west bank of the lighthouse. Oh, wow. Which is wild. Yeah, that's pretty... I feel like this is one of the wars that we never, ever learn about, but it's the war that, like, affected this area most, I was really. gonna say, it's pretty close to home. Yeah, it was, like, the Great Lakes, um, kind of, like, part of the Atlantic, and I guess it was in southern states, too, but I think, like, the Great Lakes region was really prominent. Yeah. I don't know. We don't learn about it, though. So, yeah, it was uh, fired near the west bank of the lighthouse, and the first Union soldier that was killed in the war was from Dunkirk. Sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was 22-year-old Cyrus James, and he was killed in the very opening of the Battle of Gettysburg. And there's a memorial for Cyrus on the grounds of the Dunkirk Lighthouse and Veteran Museum. It's just, like, I can't imagine living in a time like that as, like, a male growing up knowing... That you're gonna go to war. Whatever gonna, war it is at the time. And like, you're, you're gonna, gonna die. Go to war. Like, you, more than likely you're going to die at a very young age. It's such a waste. Yeah. It's so sad. Um, okay, so we're gonna jump into World War Two. Alright. Uh, obviously, like, there wasn't a lot of fighting over here. Right. But there was um, 12 Coast Guard personnel stationed at the lighthouse along with the keeper. Mm. Okay. So, like, there were people here just in case. Yeah. And I think that's because um, we are on one of the Great Lakes. And if there ever was going to be ships rolling in, it'd be on the Great Lakes. So they were there just to make sure that everything yeah. was like ships rolling good in from, to like, go. Canada or something? It would have to be from Canada right. or from further north in states Uh, yeah you know yeah yeah so Hmm. they were there just in case um so today the historical lighthouse houses a collection of world war one world war two and korean war artifacts oh wow korean war two they weren't like involved i think they just like display them yeah you know it's because it's veterans so right it's just a collection of artifacts from different wars i think now i'm going to talk about shipwrecks there are shipwrecks? Yeah. I, mean, I guess I should yeah. assume that there wasn't, but well, I just don't think... Exactly. You don't think of big cargo ships on Lake Erie because that's not what happens anymore, but what do you think happened before airplanes? Or, like, a wider use of trucks or trains or whatever. Remember when we were walking? <clears throat> <laughs> I think I know where you're going with this. And we got splashed a little bit of water. <laughs> we were Skating. We were oh, roller we were. skating. We were, we were learning how to roller skate. And this is what happens. I'm pretty sure I have the video of this stuff. Because oh, <laughs> I was taking a Snapchat of the waves because it was just a very stormy, <laughs> stormy day. And the waves were splashing so hard that we were getting, like, missed. <laughs> and <laughs> Sarah goes, I can taste the salt. And I look at her. I was like, the salt? The lake is fresh water. I was like, wait, wait. I'm like, I, I, I'm not dumb, I promise. <laughs> it was a moment of, of weakness. It was hilarious. Well, what was the though. funniest part was like, you were taking the video and then you're just like watching it and then all you hear is like, I taste the salt. At least the video stops. Well, the video. <laughs> that's when I was just like, what? The video is just like, as it's stopping, you hear Hope go, what? <laughs> incriminating. I can't believe it. So, yes. Ships did wreck in the lake near Dunkirk. Okay. So we'll talk about a couple of them. Alright. The first ship was called the Walk on Water, and it was Lake Erie's first steamboat. And it was lost to a storm in 1818. Sad. So I don't know how many people died, but I'm sure people died. Yeah. There was only one that had, like, a specific number. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean... I would assume that some people survived on lifeboats, but probably not everyone. Well, was it like a storm at night? Like when it was docked? No, it was when they were out on the water. Ooh, so, I mean, people could have gotten yeah. to shore on a lifeboat, but right. not everyone, you yeah, know? Sad. In 1841, 141 lives were lost to a fire on a ship called the Erie, 
off the shore of Dunkirk. Wow. So the fire was blamed on the storage of turpentine and varnish on the deck above the ship's boilers. And I guess it was, like, some painters that put them there, and then I guess they just got hot and, like, combusted or something. Right. Isn't, like, turpentine super flammable? Yeah. It's, like, varnish. You know, like, it's painting equipment. It's not meant to be near extreme heat. heat. Yes. So, 141 people died on that. Like, basically everybody. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that was, like, a mix of... It was passengers. Well, I mean, like, passengers, children, uh, crew members... That's terrible. Okay, so another steamboat named Dean Richmond wrecked and sank in 1893. Um, The boat was carrying sacks of meal, flour, gold and silver bullion, and copper sheet. And the Dunkirk residents salvaged hundreds of bags of damp flour after the wreck. Not the gold and the silver? (laughs) I don't think it washed up. It probably sank. Let's go look for it. (laughs) Treasure hunt! (laughs) Treasure hunt. Let's go look. (laughs) Okay, I have one more ship. It was a freighter called Idaho, and it was lost in 1897. And the cargo included Christmas items, such as slabs of chocolate. And some of this cargo was recovered by Dunkirk locals. And that would have been me. I'd be like, well, not now, because the water is disgusting. Right. In addition to these larger shipwrecks, there have been numerous losses of smaller boats in the waters near Dunkirk, as well as drownings and even murders. Oh, oh. On Wikipedia, literally, the you pull up Dunkirk, New York, and in the history, there's only two things. One was just kind of like the location and stuff. Yeah. The second thing is this quote. It's not a quote. Like, it's just what they say. I'm quoting Wikipedia. Okay, okay, okay. Dunkirk and adjacent Van Buren Bay area are infamous for paranormal sightings and experiences. Gangsters used to like to dump the bodies here, and some (gasps) say you can still hear screams from the shore of Van Buren Bay. In the mid-1800s, an optimistic businessman, Conley T. Snidow, <laughs> totally butchered that, sorry, but began to build cottages and vacation homes around Van Buren Point, disrupting indigenous burial grounds and holy sites. Wow. Yeah, so wow. that's the second item about Dunkirk on Wikipedia. So it's definitely known as haunted. Yeah, and I had never ever thought about that before. Wow. Well, yeah, so there's not like a lot of detail about those hauntings but i tried to dig into it a little bit and i'll probably end up trying again sometime but i couldn't really find anything but i would like to talk about the hauntings on the grounds of the lighthouse we should definitely go this summer if they haven't opened up yeah i want to do like specifically a ghost tour because they also talk about the history that's what like on the website it said that that's kind of like the way it leans right um so so obviously with all of the military artifacts People think that the grounds are haunted by former owners of those artifacts, which would mean a lot of spirits Mm -hmm. of soldiers haunting the grounds. I can see that. Mm -hmm. So some of the most common reports of paranormal activity include hearing disembodied voices and footsteps following visitors up the staircases and strange humming noises. Some people have been touched and grabbed by unseen figures when they're alone in the tower and also the keeper's house. Okay. Gross. That's no, I don't like that. I don't no, like thanks. being touched by humans, let alone like ghosts. I know. So some people believe that the ghosts of former lighthouse keepers also haunt the grounds because some of them were very, very dedicated to their jobs. Right. There was one in particular, they didn't give a name, but they said that he was very, very dedicated and loved the property, and they think he's still there. I feel like that's a stereotypical every single movie about a lighthouse. Is like, there's always a lighthouse keeper that's been there for several years. Like, hundreds yeah. in a lot of cases, definitely. Staff have felt cold chills and seen glimpses of a shadowy figure walking the grounds. They believe this is a lighthouse keeper from the 1800s. There have also been reports of a young boy in 1800 clothing that wanders the grounds and picks on visitors and staff by tugging on pant legs. Ugh. No! Ugh. I don't like I that. would not <clears throat> like that. Mm-mm. No, like, thank you. I feel like tugging on a shirt would be different than tugging on a pant leg. 
The pant leg freaks me out because it makes me think that someone's crawling. And I do not care Ugh. for things crawling. That's a good point. Yeah. Ugh. Like, I'd rather have someone walk up and be like, hey. Yeah, you know what? That's hey, why I like tight pants. <laughs> the little boy follows people around and also moves objects such as toys, including uh, toy balls and dolls. <laughs> the staff believe this boy could have died on the Erie ship fire in 1841. Okay, I could see that. Which Yeah, that makes would make sense. sense. Yep. Mm-hmm. The Dunkirk Lighthouse offers ghost tours as well as regular tours. These tours blend history with paranormal tales, and the information can be found at dunkirklighthouse.com. Yeah, we'll definitely have to go. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think that'd be a lot of fun. <clears throat> okay, so now to talk about Haribo Haribo Gummy Candy Gold Berries Gummy Candy 5-Pound Bags Sugar-Free. What? Would you consider this a hilarious hijink this is so funny this is absolutely hilarious and disgusting basically sugar-free gummy bears on amazon are for sale like sugar-free i don't know nobody knows what they put in it but i'm going to read some of the reviews so i have not heard of this was it like a thing oh yeah when a few years ago i think okay i never heard of it Alright, top reviews from the United States. This is from 2019, and as they go on, it's later and later. So, um, weight loss dot 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 bears. Five out of five stars. Now this, I think, really <laughs> sets the theme, okay? Yes, because when you eat gummy bears, you're gonna lose weight, right? right? So they're sugar-free, you think. Why would you, like, alright. So here's what this, this review says. This sets the theme, remember. So... I've had a long battle with constipation due to my extremely poor diet of burgers and pizza. Oh. I bought this bag of gummy bears hoping that it would help me lose a little weight. Disclaimer, this is about to get... There's some swear words in here, so it's fine. I bought this bag of gummy bears hoping that it would help me lose a little weight. Little did I know I would piss food out of my ass. <laughs> I dropped from 260 to 215 in just a few months using these little beauties. I don't have a sense of smell, but the birds flying by the windows would literally fall down in seas. Oh my god. If you want to turn from morbidly morbidly obese to just moderately fat, buy these beauties. They will instantly drop the meal you just ate into a toilet that would turn the kid cleaning the restroom you choose to drop your deathly deposit at suicidal. <laughs> Disclaimer. Oh. Okay. Um, Wait. So, how how many of those are they eating to drop literally like forty five pounds? I genuinely think they just eat like the serving size, but like the, the, I think they if they eat more than like fourteen, fifteen gummy bears, they trigger this reaction in, in oh, somebody's digestive no. system. Here's another one, and this is just. A precursor to the extremely long thematic theatrical review, right? It's so long. It's like a book, right? Oh, no. So, happy cola, happy customer. Recently, I experienced a terrible loss in my life. Eating can be a consequence of such a sad event, as it seemingly makes you feel better emotionally. However, I also felt fine physically. I did not experience diarrhea like Jeffrey's airport experience in 2013. That is a hint. That's what I'm going to after this. Okay. I enjoyed the five-pound bag all by myself. Although it took me about five months to eat it, I have IBD. So if anyone's stomach and bowels would give way like the Hoover Dam busting apart, it would probably experience no such misfortune as I am starting my second five-pound bag. Wow! So if you have IBD, I guess you're fine. Yeah, maybe it's like the counterpart <laughs> to the disorder. I usually never write reviews. I did want to pass along my thoughts on Jeffrey's harrowing airport experience. If he's not a writer, he should become one. I never laughed so hard in almost a year, albeit at his unfortunate turn of events with illness and subsequent missed flights. Kudos, Jeffrey, and always keep a stiff upper lip and butt. Oh my god. So here comes Jeffrey's. I need a drink. Go for it. I'm gonna pull this bad boy up. Okay. Oh, you're the one talking. (laughs) Okay, go for it. This was reviewed 
in on May 2nd in 2016. Okay. By Jeffrey Lambert on Amazon. The title is Hell Holds No Surprises for Me Anymore. So again, this is extremely theatrical. It's like a reading a book, right? I'm so mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to do my best to just read this as if I was reading a short story. Okay. <clears throat> I'm for it. Okay, so it's one out of five stars. <laughs> This is a cautionary tale, and unlike most of the other reviews on this product, this is a true story, and its authenticity can be qualified by a small news item that appeared in the Toronto Star's local news section during the month of April 2013, much to my chagrin. I would consider myself a prudent man, not given to bouts of outspokenness or craving attention, and certainly not one to rock the boat. On any given day, I can be found reading a crime novel on the park bench in the middle of the city, soaking in the opulence of nature while nibbling on my tuna fish sandwiches and fending off the voracious <laughs> gulls and squirrels that threaten to spoil my response. Now, mind you, this is about him shitting his pants. It's okay? a nice way to start off his story. It's All hilarious. the things he'd rather be doing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, this is what he was doing. Like... Think, right before? Oh, on any given day. Yeah, oh. okay, yeah, this is what he usually would do. His usual life. He's like, this is me, law-abiding and introspective, which is why <laughs> it came as a shock to me to find myself incarcerated because of the devil's confectionery, Satan's sweet meat, Lucifer's lozenges, <laughs> <laughs> the horror that is known as Haribo sugar-free gummy bears. I'll set the scene. It was late winter, early spring in Toronto, and the city had just been digging itself out from a late-season snowstorm. I was heading to Pearson International Airport for a red-eye flight to Amsterdam in order to give the Dutch arm of our company some training on the new software that had been installed. I'm deliberately being vague to prevent my place of work from being linked in any way to the incident that occurred. I had just finished packing, checking the time, and found out I was running late. My flight was at 7.10, and out, and it was almost now 5. Um, 7.10 p.m., and it was almost now 5 p.m. Cursing softly, I ran out to the car and threw my bags in the trunk, hitting the gas a little harder than usual in my haste to make it to the long-term parking lot as soon as possible. Lucky traffic was uh, Luckily, traffic was light on the 401, and I made it to the airport in record time, but I knew that my chances of making the flight were still at a risk if I didn't use my time wisely. So as a side note, have you ever driven in Toronto? No. Oh my god. I know you did. It's awful. They drive so recklessly there. It's terrible. Nothing against Canadians, but god, like, fix your traffic control. I'd probably just, like, not drive and just pay a lot for Uber Listen, and Lyft. My boyfriend Jordan and I, we I almost hit Maserati, like one of those really expensive cars <gasps> on the highway, because they oh, went from- you would have been screwed. <laughs> God, I can't even imagine. Oh, I would have no. been like, there goes my any opportunity at paying off college loans, because- Ever. Like, that will never go away. Right. Oh, man. So, continuing- I hadn't eaten since lunch, and I was feeling a bit hungry, my stomach rumbling loudly loudly in protestation, which caused me to look around at the other travelers rushing past me in the busy terminal, mortified that my bodily noises might be heard by others. Little did he know, little did he know. I briskly checked my watch and decided that I had enough time to grab a quick snack before going through the baggage check and security, and would get something more substantial once I was checked through security. I spotted the vending machine nestled in a relatively low traffic corner of the terminal and rushed over, already pulling out my credit card and mentally assessing what I had craved for so, for, a su- for so as to save time interacting with the machine. My eyes scanned the colorful array of confection quickly, coming to the rest coming to rest on a tantalizing rainbow-colored bag of gummy bears with the simple white and red logo Haribo embazzled across the bag in what appeared to be a slightly tweaked Helvetica rounded front. This man is so theatrical. He is quite dramatic. I would like to meet him. It is ridiculous. (laughs) Sorry you had to go through this, Jeffrey, but hot damn. If you ever, ever, ever listen to this, please get a hold of us. Yeah. We want to talk to you. If you ever had an experience with Harvo sugar-free gummy bears, yes. please email us. Yeah, we want to know. What's our email? 
spookyspinsters at gmail.com. There you go. Email us, please. We want to hear about it. And maybe laugh at you. If you want to use a fake name, that's fine. Yeah, let us know if we can read it on a podcast or something, because it'd be really funny. (laughs) So, um, to continue, now now I'd to pause here in the story for a moment to underscore the importance of making proper choices. I was hungry. When you're hungry, you should eat food. Food is defined as a nutritious substance that people consume to maintain life. This is what food is. These days, the definition of the word food has been bastardized and the meaning has been broadened to include veritability, veritably any material that can be digested or rather chewed and swallowed without cursing death or severe illness. Oh, so this isn't food. Horrible sugar-free gummy bears are not food. They aren't even from this planet. I imagine their origins being conceived in a boardroom in hell by a top team of created pain and ministers. Oh my god. The good place. That's what I'm saying. I love yes. the good okay, place. Okay, we'll talk about this in a minute. Uh, I love the good place. Alright, let me just finish this paragraph. Yes. With senior level with senior level demons rubbing their hands together in ghoulish delight as hell's chief <laughs> chemist slowly lifts the veil on their new creation. This would literally happen in the good place. I remember wish. them just brainstorming ideas to make Humans suffer. I butt really, spiders. Really, oh my gosh. <laughs> Can you imagine if that came up on The Good Place? And everybody oh, would know about sugar-free gummy goodness. bears. Yes. Wait till you hear about what happens to this poor oh guy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I Tell me more. It's tell so me more. unexpected because like I was I, reading I think it. I'm expecting what's going to happen though. Right. You think he's going to shit his pants, right? Obviously. I think it's going to be like explosive. Yes. But there's Wait, like. But also you mentioned a newspaper. So is it newsworthy? Oh, keep going. Keep going. I need to know. <laughs> I need to know now. <laughs> <clears throat> so. The point here being, I made a very, very, very poor choice. I pushed the button and the vending machine ejected the brightly colored bag into my waiting hands. I had always liked gummy bears. They weren't bright, but rather innocuous. They weren't overly sweet so as to become cloying. And of course, each candy came in the visage of a rather happy, docile bear reminiscent of a picture one's mind's eye holds of all erythro... Anthropomorphic. <laughs> this guy is distinguished. He, I don't know what he does for a living, but he should Maybe write. he's a lawyer. Or he's no. in marketing. Like He's probably in marketing. The verbs. Like, the, yeah. the wording in this. Like, I am trying really hard to make sure I pronounce visa- visage or, like, visage. How do you pronounce that? Like, correctly. Like... Yeah, I think he must be, like, in marketing or something. something. Like, this is his job to right? Poor dramatic. guy. He didn't even know he had to. <laughs> but he, <clears throat> he had to imagine these, like, these bears in his eyes was from Yogi Dewey. Oh, Dewitty. my God. I just had a really funny thought. What? So this guy, the way he's reacting to this whole situation, uh-huh. this is how Schmidt from New Girl would react. That's and so he's true. in marketing. He it's would write marketing. this review, it's like, the, to a T. I should rewatch New Girl. Okay. <laughs> the way I figured it, I was taking a bit of a holiday li- holiday from life so I could relax my fast, deliciously regimented daily schedule a-, a little to allow for some frivolity. After all, I was going to be in Amsterdam come morning with 16 hours to kill before I had to be training with the Dutch employees. Maybe I would take a trip down to one of the coffee shops in the red light district and really let my hair down. And no. you mean smoke some pot. Absolutely. It's Amsterdam. Absolutely. You are right. <laughs> you are right. And then he goes, No, I wouldn't do that. I would see that area of the city from the bus as I went to the hotel where I would eat, eat at the re- hotel restaurant and drink sparkling water. So I'd better enjoy the gummy bears. My one extravagance to commemorate my break from my routine. Honestly, what a pathetic, sad life. <laughs> it sounds like he makes money, though, if he's dra- traveling from Toronto yeah, to Amsterdam. But also, like, 
What a sad existence to, like, think that you're being naughty to eat some freaking gummy bears. Like, what am I then? Because... We're eating... We are eating, um... Airheads, Chex Mix, and chocolate-covered pretzels and and wine. Drinking wine. Yeah, Yeah. so we are just so deviant. We're we're doing really well. (laughs) Really well. Okay. I joined the Queen? Keen? Is that Keen? Q. Q. Wow, okay. It's Q. Alright. It's like a line, like it's a Q. (laughs) I joined the Q and the KLN line, which I'm not sure what that is, Mm -hmm. which was mercifully short, most likely because all the passengers for my flight had already been checked through as a flight was scheduled to depart in an hour, so he was running late. It's security, probably. Yeah, probably. I checked my watch again, frowned, and absentmindedly opened the bag of Haribo sugar-free gummy bears and began to munch on them as the line slowly advanced. To be fair, they tasted fine, just like every other manufacturer's brand, the colorful candy, and they were sugar-free to boot. What a great add-on. This is what made the whole incident that followed so baffling. If they had tasted off or different, I would most likely have... I wouldn't. I most likely wouldn't have continued to shovel them into my mouth absentmindedly while daydreaming about what I would order to eat from my room service in the hotel in Amsterdam. As I gave the attendant my e-ticket and she weighed my bags, the first of the pains began. And this is where it really gets good. Oh no! I'm gonna have a really hard time. I'm gonna try really hard just to get through it. Okay. As I gave the attendant my e-ticket, she weighed my bags. The first pains began in my stomach. I thought nothing of it at first, chalking it up to the fact that I needed something more substantial than gummy worms to tackle my hunger. So gummy bears, I think he meant. Oh, uh, yeah. But over the course of the next five minutes, the shooting pains began to come in more Did rapid succession. Did you say shooting pains or shitting pains? Shooting pains, but that'd be even more funny. <laughs> at this point, I had my boarding pass printed and rubbing my stomach a little, I proceeded to security. I briefly entertained the thought of trying to find a restroom. <laughs> Briefly. <laughs> he entertained the thought before going through security, but at that point my discomfort was manageable and I didn't think it was going to get any worse. Oh, Certainly no. not within the amount of time it would take to clear security. No. I joined the line and started fin- fishing for my passport to present to the agent checking tickets. I felt a thin sheet of sweat break out on my forehead and underarms and my features flushed for a moment as a wave of heat washed over me. I didn't pay it much heed as going through security always causes me great anxiety and I chalked it up to pre-flight jitters. It was only as I stood face to face with the agent and handed her my passport (gasps) and ticket that I had a glimpse of the agony that was about to begin. Oh my god, wait. And so, like, I know that feeling. You know that. We all know that feeling. But also, like, going through security like that, they have to be like, oh, this guy looks really suspicious. Is something gonna Oh god. Oh no! You are reading the room right now, yeah. (laughs) Alright. It felt like time rippled for a moment, as if my consciousness buckled so intense was the pain that fired through my bowels. I grimaced spastically and emitted a low moan and felt myself taken involuntary steps sideways. Stars shot through my head briefly and my vision blurred and then snapped back into focus. The agent was staring at me with slight consternation, I think, I'm guessing, like, concern, and asked me if I was alright. I pulled myself together, stood up straight, and declared that I was fine, mortified that I had a lapse of decorum, not only in public, but at the security clearance in the airport. <laughs> this, is, this is getting so much worse. This is the best thing I've ever, <laughs> ever heard. <laughs> As I fumbled off my belt to go through the metal detector, the pain in my stomach increased, and I practically had to sit on the floor to take my shoes off, terrified of what would happen if I bent at the metal to do it. (laughs) It was becoming increasingly increasingly more evident to me that it wasn't just a stomachache. No, this was something much worse. As a child, I had a bout of diarrhea... (laughs) As a child? As a child. Like, that's the less of me diarrhea. I'm guessing this bad. <laughs> As a child, I had a bout of diarrhea after a trip to Mexico with my family. I remember the feeling of nausea that swept through me before my child self had surrendered to the gas pans and parked myself on the toilet for an hour, shitting until I felt like I didn't have any bones left. <laughs> God, this poor yeah, guy. Yeah, you gotta love shitting out your bones. That's how you know it's painful, like... <laughs> 
And that was how I was feeling now, with several key differences. The pain was worse. The sense of an impending bowel movement was formidable. It gave me temporary amnesia. And it took all of my willpower, all of it, to clench my butt cheeks together to prevent my sphincter from exploding. God, this is disgusting. <laughs> this is literally the best thing I have ever, ever heard. I don't know how I can top this. But there is, like, I might be literally, like, a 12-year-old boy. I don't know. But there is nothing funnier than a good bathroom story. <laughs> this story is genuinely... I just lose my... There should be, like, five years ago today, and the, the sh- this story should, like, broadcast... All right, here. This is where it gets down and dirty. If you guys, if anybody gets down and dirty, literally, if anybody gets like easily disgusted, they like, probably already know about this. It gets really bad. <laughs> I ha- I had to make sure to read it because I wanted to read it and surprise myself. But I'm like, ah, I should read this just to rehearse because as like like oh, there's a lot of words in here that mm-hmm. require some rehearsing. So, um, okay. and I've never heard this, so this is yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) Okay. A sudden shock of pain racked my body, and I half wondered if I was going to give birth to a Tasmanian devil. The crazy, fever-induced image of said cartoon animal chasing Bugs Bunny through a splashy, volcanic shit kettle that was my stomach caused me to elicit a short, maniacal bark of laughter as I approached the metal detector, a wild, distant look in my eyes, sweat now beginning to pour off my... Poor off. They probably thought he had a bomb in his back. Or his ass. <laughs> the stick of dynamite. <laughs> Beginning to pour off um, of my of me like a long distant runner in Kenya. The security agent on the other side of the detector shot a quick glance over to her over to her coworker, who narrowed his eyes and made a subtle movement towards his holster. Oh my god, what if he got shot when he had the shit? Yeah. Okay, this is gonna sound disgusting, but you know the whole thing, like, if you're in an accident, or you, like, get shot or something, and you have some poop in your system, it usually comes on out. After you die, yeah. Yeah, can you imagine him? This man. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think the uh, I think what happened is no. pretty much. Yikes. All right, my breathing came uneven, became uneven as I entered the metal detector, and I realized with alarm that I had taken off my socks without even registering it, and one of my shirt tails was untucked at the front. I held my breath, my eyes bulging dangerously from my head as the machine scanned me. As I shakily moved forward towards the agent for a pat down. My stomach began to elicit sounds that can only be described as otherworldly. <laughs> it started off as a sort of bubbling sound heard from afar and grew in pitch and intensity as an alar- in a- at an alarming rate. My jaw dropped in shock as what I can only describe as the sound of an agonizing wailing alley cat in heat with a persistent <laughs> Doppler effect added to its voice emitted from some nether region of my intestines. Ew. <laughs> The officer's eyes widened in alarm, and she kept her eyes glued to my stomach as she thoroughly patted me down. As she reached my shins, I felt my innards suddenly expand and plummet towards my rectum. With cat-like reflexes, I squeezed my sphincter shut with what seemed like a nanosecond despair, and I knew, I knew that if I didn't get to the bathroom immediately, I would shit myself. With a Herculean Herculean effort and all of the strength that I could muster... I forced my butt cheeks together, knowing that one false move with oh, oh. God. this is really hard. This is amazing. Would open the floodgates. I began to walk like a duck, trying to remain as inconspicuous as possible, not even caring now what other people were seeing in front of them. A disheveled, barefoot forty-year-old businessman, red-faced and bulgy-eyed, sweating profusely shaking slightly and walking without bending his knees. With single-minded intensity, I grabbed my carry-on shoes and socks from the plastic tub that had passed the x-ray inspection, and without putting anything back on, I turned on my heels with the intention of finding the nearest restroom and slowly but dying there one squirt at a time. But that's not what happened. No. No. (laughs) I don't think anything can get 
this bad. I think this is, like, the worst <laughs> that anybody's life can get. No. But that's not what happened. I turned to go and found myself staring at three armed agents <gasps> who stopped me and asked me if I would follow them. No. Why? What's the matter? I stammered, wincing slightly as the act of speech seemed so strained in the tenuous and extremely fragile truce I had negotiating between negotiated between my bowels and the tempest that raged within. I have to go to the bathroom right now, I pleaded. Just follow us, please, they said, leaving no room for argument. The other travelers, clearing the security checks, stare- stared with curiosity and revulsion at the spectacle unfolding before them, whispering amongst themselves and hurrying to the pack to pack up their belongings and get as far away from me as possible, no <laughs> doubt assuming that the airport had nabbed some sort of domestic terrorist. Oh my goodness. If I hadn't been feverishly trying to hold back the eruption of Mount Vesuvius, <laughs> I likely would have died of shame. I feel like if he had actually boarded the plane and then took care of his business, that would be an act of terrorism. <laughs> it would have been an explosion for sure. <laughs> Everyone would have died. Like, stench. Yeah, they would have died of suffocation. They would have had to drop the oxygen masks. <laughs> Can you imagine yeah. someone using the bathroom and it's so bad that they have to drop the masks? Oh, man. With each step I took towards the room that they ushered me into, I felt that my legs would give away. I marveled at how strong the human will could be. Marveled at what was essentially patching a hole in the Hoover Dam with a bubble gum that could actually be sustained indefinitely. Maybe I would make it through this ordeal after all. The room they brought me into was an examination room. I had pretty much stopped registering details of my environment as my consciousness closed off all but the absolutely necessary functions, breathing, the ability to walk. But I snapped back to reality when I heard the snap of rubber. No. The slow dawning of realization poked through my agony and stoic resolve as I turned to face an agent donning rubber gloves. Why wouldn't he say something? (laughs) But at this point, they just like... What would you believe somebody that like I'd be like come to the bathroom with me like I am about to freaking die <laughs> Okay quote Sir we are going to perform a cavity search on you A young fresh faced agent stated in a firm but emotionless <laughs> voice His short cropped blonde hair was immaculate and for a crazy moment I wondered if he was an actor and this was all some sort of elaborate practical joke done to amuse bored kids watching YouTube he must have taken my torture sil- my taken my tortured silence for resistance because he looked at me sharply and said, "Lower your pants and underwear, please, and face the desk." <gasps> Panic started to grip me in its icy grasp, and the sudden adrenaline threatened to destroy my sphincters, bulk bulk no. bulwarks, and rend my anus in two. <laughs> I inhaled sharply, and with a pain gasp, I doubled up my efforts to clench my butt cheeks together. Sir, please. I begged, deferring to this kid in an act of desperation. I have to go to the bathroom. You could follow me to the stall if you need to, but I had some bad Haribo sugar-free gummy bears, and now I feel feel like... But they had stopped listening and smirked at each other. Two of the other agents, a tall, dark-haired female and a shorter, balding, fat man, looked away from me, and I could see them shaking a little as they stifled their laughs. Sir, face the wall. Put your hands oh on the desk. God. If they're laughing, then they think it's a possibility. Why would they do this? I don't think so. I think they think he's lying. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Sir, face the wall. Put your hands on the desk and spread your cheeks. The no. young agent stated a lopsided grin on his face. <gasps> but I began to protest, and then a fresh shock of pain forced me to stop and lean on the table for support as an ungodly howling rose from my stomach. Something between the dying moans of woolly mammoth and the sound of bubble wrap popping underwater. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why did you do that? <laughs> you. <laughs> you snorted. I can't that. Okay. I exhaled shakily and my focus began to narrow as I rallied for the final battle. Shaking uncontrollably and sweat literally raining down onto the top table in front of me, I turned to face the wall and heard a meek, childlike voice pleading from somewhere in the room. Please, it said, and then again, 
please. From somewhere within me, my mind recognized that the sound had issued from me. Although although my consciousness had now begun to separate from my body and held my breath and prayed to God for strength. He probably has some heroin or something up there and that opened up. The female guard said as as a part of me that hadn't escaped into either yet acknowledged into the ether, ether yet acknowledged that she was behind me to my left. Probably high as a kite. Look at him, she said. The shorter guard agreed with a snore off to my right. Spread your cheeks. They deserve every bit of this. <laughs> Just saying. Absolutely. Freaking TSA agents. I don't feel bad. Bitches. <laughs> Spread your cheeks. Oh. The young agent said, his voice directly. <laughs> I love your wheeze. I just died. The wheeze is what gets me. It's so hard to find. I think it's so funny. The voice directly behind me and lower than the other two and bend over. Please God, please God, please God, please God, please God. I whispered in a desperate, maniacal mantra, not even aware of my surroundings anymore. I felt like I was lost in an opium fog with a half-snatched images and sounds of filtering through to create a nonsensical version of reality. Another volley of pain tore through me and I involuntarily leaned forward over the desk and focused completely, narrowed now to a spot on the wall two feet in front of me. (laughs) A curious imperfection in the wall, in in the what seemed to be whitewashed stone wall. It was a dark blotch about five millimeters long and shaped like a smiling bear, a yellow dancing bear. No, a green bear. No, red. It was all the colors of the rainbow. My god, it was beautiful. It just took something as simple as slight breeze to trigger Armageddon. That's all. No trumpets, no fanfare, no fire raining from the heavens, no dogs and cats living together in harmony, no finger on the button, no prophet to predict it, no nothing. As I stared at the rainbow bears smiling and dancing in front of me, my mouth agape, drooling, eyes glazed, and bloodshot, face coated with a sheen of sweat, I heard the softest sound, an ex- exhalation from the young young agent behind me. Oh no. An exhale from the young, young agent behind me. And then at the same instant, the warm air of his breath feather across my butt cheeks. For just a moment, maybe less, maybe a split second, even a nanosecond, I felt the presence of God there with me in that room as neurons. <laughs> As neurons began to misfire at blinding rates, nerve ending bristled and muscles twitching reflexively, I stood on the brink with one foot hovering over the edge, and then without taking a step, I found myself plummeting. No. Oh no. With a sound like an extra large plastic ketchup bottle being run over a Mack truck, my sphincter released. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the pressure of the blast pushed me hard into the desk. <laughs> all, right, all right, I gotta get through. He turned on. He turned on the turbo. <laughs> it's like we've been watching the Fast and Furious movies, and it's we're on like the we just watched the sixth one, and it's like hit the nose. <laughs> <laughs> guy damn the pressure of the blast pushed me hard into the desk and the legs of the desk screeched as they scraped across the floor my body remained rigid for a moment and i experienced a relief that can only be described as orgasmic in its purity <laughs> my eyes rolled back in my head and my tongue lollied lolled 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 yeah. out of my head like a half Half-retarded dog, and I emitted a low, sustained groan that grew in pitch as the filthy torrent pushed its way out of my body. Tremors racked my body, and I must have looked like a fish out of water with an end stream of shit firing out of its ass. Other sounds and sensations began to materialize once more. 
The muffled scream of a dungeon filled with prisoners near death radiated from my stomach. The rushing sounds of liters of liquid trying to escape through the aperture too small to accommodate it at the same time. The omnipresent sound of chunky liquid spattering against a hard surface. No. Ew. Why? (laughs) That word just sounds out of everything. That sounds so grotesque. This this part is disgusting. Um... (laughs) Spattering against a hard surface with great force, the high-pitched scream of another woman's voice calling out to God, another voice sobbing uncontrollably, imploring to make it stop, and my own ecstatic monotone wail. Oh, so they were the TSA agents. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. When my ordeal had eventually run its course, I was left panting for breath and wobbly-legged, half crying, half laughing with relief, barely lucid and feeling as if I had birthed an elephant. My colon felt like someone had poured chili sauce all over it and then sent sent in a colony of fire ants to eat it. Through my sobs, I heard the sound of dripping like when the sprinklers... Ew. Ew. Do you need help? Where are you? Yes, please take over. Where are you? Okay. R, eventually. Oh, no. Through my sobs, I hear the sound of dripping. Like when the sprinklers are eventually turned off after an office fire. Or after a thunderstorm when the willow that overhangs a pond continues to rain down long after the sky has stopped. From beyond me, the sobbing continued, and I heard someone trying to speak into a walkie-talkie, but nonsensical words were all that the man could speak, which sounded like the ravings of a lunatic. These poor TSA agents are like, like, if I was in their position, right, if I was forced to search this man's anus, this guy's butthole for like heroin or like whatever drugs. Well, I mean, it makes sense that's what they thought was happening. Like it had a leak or something and he was high. Yeah, that's what they thought. Like, like yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I feel like they should have like listened though. I, he should have had someone go. They should have like accompanied him into a stall. Like all of them go in. One person goes in the stall with him and like yeah. Does not allow him to flush the toilet. Yeah. Ew, that's so disgusting. That would have been so gross, but that would have been better than this. (laughs) I feel like if I was on the urge of bursting and they brought me into a room, I'd be like, grab a fucking bucket, let's go. Yeah, honestly, like, can I just poop into a bucket then? (laughs) Yeah, not even a toilet. Like, splatting everywhere. That's disgusting. Are you able to do it? I can do it. I I calm down. I calm down. All right, we're almost done, guys. With great relief, I slowly pulled myself off the table, legs trembling, my stomach eliciting one last sound, a loud, a loud prolonged gas bubbling that eerie, eerily resembled a pig orgasm. Let me reread that sentence. I never want to know what a pig orgasm sounds like, just to be clear. It's like that Black Mirror episode. I, have you seen no, it? I have oh, not. It's so it's awful. It's terrible. Ew. Don't watch it. It's like the first episode. Okay. I slowly turned my head to survey the da- <laughs> the damage. I slowly turned my head to survey the devastation, and in that instant, if I had a pencil or some other sharp object, I probably would have gouged my eyes out in revulsion. <laughs> and the smell—the smell was enough to drive a man insane. It was a stench of rotting potatoes, <laughs> mixed with a sulfur and ammonia cooked in broth of chicken feces and left to age for two weeks in a yeasty stew at the bottom of a French outhouse. <laughs> After a half whiff of this ghoulish brine, I immediately stopped breathing through my nose, but the taste was to remain Ew! in the back of my throat what? for months. What? <laughs> I'm retching. The young agent had taken a brunt of the foul witch's brew, and at first I couldn't process what I was seeing. I thought somehow the young blonde kid had been spirited away and replaced by a brown golem. Oh, my Or an ATV rider that had spent the better part of the day driving through every mud puddle that... No, we're almost done. I'm going to try to go fast. With some degree of compartmentalization, I came to understand that for some unfathomable reason, this kid hadn't moved or hadn't been able to move through the entire fecal deluge. (laughs) He didn't move the entire time. He's probably just frozen and like. 
He had weathered the entire salt head on like some sort of hero from Greek mythology. I had given this poor schmuck a one-man shit bukkake that would have made a Brazilian pornographer wretch with disgust, and he was still in the same position he must have been from the moment of first impact. I tried to comprehend how he must be feeling, what he must be going through psychologically, but it became evident very quickly that he had become very broken. No doubt forced so deeply within himself, the fire, ho- fire hose that had been turned on there was little to hope of him ever coming back from it. Certainly not without extensive, extensive psychotherapy or a lobo- <laughs> lobotomy. <laughs> I looked beyond his quivering, catonic crouched form to see a perfect outline of him cut out on the white wall behind him. <gasps> oh! <laughs> <laughs> no, no way. Ew. Either oh. side filled with a... Oh. I'm skipping that sentence. What? No. Either side, either either side filled in with a dripping, opaque layer of alternatively pulpy and runny (laughs) fecal stew. I noticed two. uh, This one's gonna have to be like PG rated R. I noticed two quivering masses at either extremes of the room and realized they were humanoid in form. Although the culture wailing, walling that was coming from these broken creatures was blubbering gibberish, and that was the tableau, 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 tableau that was burnt in my mind's eye for eternity. Needless to say, I missed my flight. In fact, the next week is a blur. I have a vague. The next week, I'm gonna blow my brains out. <laughs> I have vague recollections oh of an God. army hazmat-clad figures looming through the brown landscape of solid room, the slapping sounds of rubber boats squelching in puddles no, of fatigue, no. detrit- detritus. No uncontrollably wailing and animal-like sounds issuing from the mouths of creatures that had been traumatized beyond their capacity for being put back together. The complete loss of sensation from my waist down as I was rolled through the room on a waterproof gurney. Its wheels... Oh, struggling Wait, to... they, like, s- took him to a hospital? Oh my god, if I'm making the sounds I'm making now listening to the story, I'm... <laughs> Yeah. I don't know if I'd be like mortified or just like laughing. Yeah. yeah. I it would be one or the other. It's wheels struggling to surf on top of the shit soaked floor. <laughs> I spent a week or so in the hospital enclosed <gasps> in a well ventilated sealed room with sweet doc, doc with a sweet doctor coming in on the hour to monitor my vitals as I tried to rehydrate my body. <gasps> I had apparently expelled every available drop of water from my body that was possible to sustain life. All of my clothes were incinerated in the hospital's crematorium, and the soiled bag of horrible sugar-free gummy bears was never recovered. This is my story. It is inconceivable to think that this kind of product can be sold legally and misrepresented as food. I was lucky. I survived, but as for the families and the survivors, and the survivors themselves, they will forever live with the trauma of the events that took place at Pearson International Airport on that snowy day in April 2013. Are you fucking kidding? He's like a dolphin! Yeah. That, like, I want to think it's not real, but I know it is. I can't think of any other story that would be this insane. Yep. Well, thanks for listening. I know this is a longer episode, but I hope it was entertaining enough. I'm sorry for all of my very embarrassing laughing, snorting, wheezing, and um, retching during Sarah's story. The wheezing was definitely my favorite. (laughs) It's like, I don't have diagnosed asthma, but I might have <laughs> asthma, at least when I laugh. Um, TBD, I'll let you know. <laughs> it's like all the time. I just start like wheezing when I laugh really hard. You know, it makes me wonder what ever <laughs> happened to Jeffrey. You know, whatever happened I know. To I mean, I still picture him as Schmidt. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if there was, that's the man yeah. I pictured, which is kind of also disturbing because. A little bit. Like, that would just be his experience and his reporting on his <clears throat> own experience. experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This man must have taken a solid, like, day to write that review. Not a solid day. A very liquidy day. 
<laughs> in the hospital. Uh, the fact that he was so ill that he had to be in the hospital for <laughs> days. Yeah. Yeah. That is a yeah. tough time. There must have been something seriously wrong. I don't know what they put in the sugar-free gummy bears, but I don't ever want to try them. Ever. No, me neither. I mean, other people, I guess, how else did they get their weight loss? I think they were some shitting people, their brains out. Yeah, I think some people had different reactions. And I think this I guy think they dramatized maybe, it, so. Well, maybe. I don't know. I like to think all of those things happened to him. Oh, yeah. I think they did. I think did. they yeah. did. I, I, but, like, also, like, the other people, they probably, if they lost that much weight, they definitely had the shits. Yeah. Oh, you know? I think, yeah. But, like, the person that said that they lost 45 pounds in, like, what, a month or two months or whatever? Yeah. They were doing it on purpose, using it as, like, a straight-up laxative. It's basically, so, yeah, definitely, <laughs> exactly. Oh, and if he had, like, a whole package because he was hungry, mm-hmm. can you, that's why, that's what happened, right? Yeah, I think he had too many. But also, uh. what do you think happened to those three TSA agents? I think probably at least two of them quit. I I think they if they like I feel like they would have gotten full compensation like workers comp. I feel like that was and counseling. Enough. Yeah, like, yeah, like like a month off and some yeah. counseling. Be sure to tune in next week when we take you on another tale of stories for haunted. And why are you laughing at me? I'm trying so hard. (laughs) Paranormal phenomenon and hysterical hijinks. (laughs) No, I'm just thinking that we don't know what the stories are yet at all. Yeah. But we'll try our best to make them like really entertaining. I don't think I can top this hilarious story. If I do (laughs) If honestly, if Sarah comes up with another story like this I'm going to die. (laughs) If I really do, I'd be surprised. But please tune in to see if I do or not. (laughs) Yeah. I'll have a good story soon. Yeah. Check us out on Instagram at Spooky Spinsters. And you can also find us on Facebook at Spooky Spinsters Podcast. Yeah. And you can email us. Email us. At SpookySpinsters at gmail.com. Yes, ma'am. We would love to hear from you. Yeah, definitely email us. Tell us if you if you listen to this episode. Just give us any sort of feedback, you know? Yeah. Or say, hey, I like this, or Tell us if you had Tell us how much you bears. like us. That uh, too. I was gonna say tell us if there's anything we can do to improve, but yeah, no, too. just email us and tell us how much you like us. Constructive criticism criticism is nice, but also compliment us. Oh, yeah. You have to do the whole sandwich, where it's like compliment, some criticism, compliment. It's like, you did really well, but also you sucked. But you did really well. But it's like, yes. Tune in in next week and check us out. We're going to try to get on TikTok, so. Eventually. Eventually. We're going to try to figure that out. Any tips on that, let us know. Yeah, please. Please. (laughs) We need help with that. Oh, and also, please share this with any friends you have as many people as you can except my mother yes if you're friends with sarah's mom please stop listening because you can listen just Just don't no 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 no. if you know sarah's mom don't listen we know she will get killed i will get in trouble no worse i will get killed (laughs) exactly (laughs) okay until next week bye bye